You're listening to Nightlight. Hello and welcome to another international Nightlight show. Well, this last week I've been in Benin in West Africa. I've been organizing the recording of audio Bibles in two of the tribal languages of Benin. Then yesterday came the news that Russia had invaded Ukraine. Just the day before, I had talked with Natalia Kuznetsova from Russia. Natalia, you may remember, gave her testimony on the show a few years ago, how she was brought up a communist in Soviet Russia, and she shared with us her life's journey that has led to both her and her communist parents becoming active missionaries to the Russian people. Anyway, Natalia got back in touch and she asked if she could share how the Lord has been working in her life since then. Now, if my voice sounds a little echoey, it's because I'm recording this in the room of my guest house in Benin before flying out tomorrow. So I want to get this nightlight show to you right away because as you'll hear, the conclusion to Natalia's testimony is very timely. Nightlight's interview of the week. Natalia, welcome back to Nightlight. Great to have you on the show again. Where in Russia are you speaking to us from? Uh, hello, Simon. Uh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to be connected with you again and share my life. Uh, I was born in far east of Russia, the Khabarovsk city, and now I'm, I'm in it's difficult to say uh, is it Russia or not Russia because this is politically um, not very stable situation. I'm in Crimea right now in Sevastopol mm -hmm. city. So what are you doing there in Crimea at this present time? Are you with your family? What's your mission? Um, I'm in Crimea already uh, 14 years and uh, this is what I want to share how all things uh, happened in my life uh, because I've been traveling a lot around Russia, around the world as a missionary. I never thought that I will be stable in one place. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes uh, Jesus brings unexpected um, changes uh, in life, could bring. So, looks like I was expected these changes. Otherwise, probably Jesus will not bring them into my life. So I'm living here with my family, with uh, five kids, and um, I'm married again right now. And uh, I'm doing missionary work here through new interesting style that um, I believe uh, it was like right now my calling. You said a new witnessing style. That sounds interesting. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, when I will tell my testimony, how I came into it, uh, right now the fruit of all these breakings that remake me, I became a psychologist. So I went through my own personal therapy to fix my mind to understand the difference between carnal-mindedness and sound-mindedness. And I'm working most of all with ladies and uh, their kids, their families, uh, and uh, I try to combine, bring all my experience uh, and my knowledge, uh, how I, I know Jesus personally, 
into my counseling. At the same time, uh, also, I have uh, communication with different missionaries and believers for whom um, the knowledge and my professionalism in psychology helping in relationships with, with God. It's like interesting combination. I would like to say two-way street. Fascinating. Well, Natalia, tell us your story. Tell us about what the Lord laid on your heart to share with our audience that you felt was important for them to hear. Thank you. Um, I'm honored to, to share my testimony with people around. And uh, once I read interesting reflections uh, about beauty from ashes. So it looks like it's the name of my testimony, Making Through Breakings. Uh, some time ago, when uh, I came to Crimea with uh, my family, it was uh, my husband, uh, I, and four kids those times. We, we were with a team, with people uh, doing different interesting projects. But then time came that each of us started to get connected with the Lord on a more personal basis to find uh, about uh, inner dignity, about um, uh, God's calling. And uh, what I would like to tell in the first, in the beginning of testimony, that for me, the training that I got uh, in the missionary movement that, uh, that I am, uh, it's a prophecy, a gift of prophecy that always kept me kind of alive through all these breakings. Even when I felt uh, that, uh, okay, my life, it's like the grass that's, that, that was burned. I knew that, uh, that uh, God will do some miracle and uh, from the underground, he will do something that I will become alive again. My anchor was my relationships with Jesus and uh, gift of prophecy asking him everything. At the same time, I had um, a big, how to call it, crisis of faith. Twelve years ago, it became like a crisis of faith because my marriage started to fall apart. I never thought that I would have it. I thought that uh, the, the most stable thing that I have in my life, it's my marriage. But unfortunately, it came to, to the situation that uh, we lost connection with the father of my kids um, between each other. We just couldn't communicate and we went through very big troubles. We hurted each other, we hurted kids, so it was a big disaster. I came to realization that my mind couldn't copy, couldn't grasp at all. Plus, I was pregnant with my uh, sixth kid being pregnant had uh, of crisis in faith and had uh, the problems in, in marriage so kind of lost the ground I couldn't even communicate with Jesus anymore I found out that uh, I need uh, professional help uh, to my psychic because uh, it was so painful that I even had uh, um, times when I want to kill myself. So it was like uh, so much depression inside of me. And uh, I came to psychology, psychi actually she was a psychiatrist lady. And uh, once she was looking at me 
we were talking, I explained my situation, and she was crying. She was crying, and something I found in, in her eyesight. She looked at me, and I felt that, that I'm not alone anymore. You know, now, looking back, I understand that Jesus manifested his love and his connection to me even when I didn't love him, when I wasn't connected with him. So he was faithful no matter of my state. And I went through a long, long therapy without any medicine. I had very high top professional people who helped me to copy with my psychic, helped me to really understand uh, myself. And they started to become my professional because I uh, finished uh, university, I got diploma, and I felt that while I went uh, through this heartbreaking process, probably I could be useful, I could be valuable for with my experience. At the same time, it was very interesting that through this therapy, I I got back to Jesus and started to have a little bit different connection because before it was happiness only from salvation. I, I was saved. I got salvation by faith without any doubts. I was so happy. It was joy of my life since I, I found Jesus as a, my Savior. At the same time, for me, life was like a big trouble. Honestly, to say I was waiting when I will go to heaven. And for me, wake up every day to, it was like a tough job to, to meet people, to look to the situations with uh, troubles, difficulties. And uh, it's, it wasn't easy to copy with my thoughts. It was like a fight, inner fight all the time. But after counseling, uh, I started to bring all this knowledge to Jesus and um, communicate with him. Basically, ask him straightforward his mind on the matter. Like a new seat was put it in my soul, I call it seat of grace. I started kind of, uh, it, it's difficult to find uh, words, especially English is not my, my first language. It was more like I started to live heaven here on earth already. Because I found how to copy with uh, mind and transform it with uh, Jesus' spirit to sound, so carnal mind to sound mind. I started to be happy about being here every day. So it was like a motto for me till now from those days and moments. One breath at a time, one step at a time, one decision at a time, one moment at a time one hour at a time, one day at a time. So it was like catching the moment and see where Jesus is in this moment. And now I'm, I'm waking in the morning. I wake up in the morning, my first, okay, Jesus, thank you for this day where you prepare present of love, where you will manifest yourself. It was like, it was like my way of submitting my mind to Jesus. I would like to say like this, it was like transformation of the mind that uh, devil already won. So Jesus won him by resurrection. I don't need to fight with the devil anymore. I don't need to fight with myself anymore. So 
I'm cleansed, I'm transformed. So right now I could, if I see like the darkness, I don't need to shed away the darkness. I need to just turn on the light. I need to look at Jesus and say, okay, Jesus, what should I do now? How should I think? It's quite uh, amazing inner state, I would like to tell. And, and, and I want to share it with, with my clients, with my friends, with my kids, with people around me. But another amazing thing during this time of my breakings and remakings, I started to see dreams. And uh, one dream was um, over and over, night after night, night after night. I just saw, uh, because when we came here, we rented the house. But I saw a big house. And in every dream, it was uh, like on this area, where is the house yard, it was another kind of house, that structure, that, that building. In my dream, I wonder, okay, I understand this is the house for my kids, for me, for my family. But uh, why this another house? Why this another building structure? I don't know what's this. And only thought in my mind uh, that I had as an answer in the morning was uh, that this is the place where people will come. So people will come. And it was a puzzle for me. <laughs> Once I went to, to the shore, the Black Sea, I, I, I sat and I started to pray. Uh, my most favorite prayer, it's the praiseful prayer. I always praise Jesus for everything, literally for everything, without dividing good or bad things. And suddenly I, I saw dolphins very close to me, very close. They come here for the winter to stay uh, close to the shore. But I didn't know that. It was for me like a sudden inner sense of great joy. And then during this time of great joy, I hear inside of my heart, it was my voice, but I could recognize how Jesus speaks through my voice. It's it's unique method that this gift of prophecy, I don't hear any voices. It's it just like my heart talking from the inner spiritual being, because I know Jesus is in my heart, and that's why I really believe that it was his manifestation of speaking with me, talking to me. And uh, the voice told me inside that you need to build uh, the missionary school to teach others, teach others. To teach what, then I ask? To love people that they will love back, other people, and to pass this love. Another thing in the end, uh, like uh, that my anointing should be to bring people to their dignity, dignity into the, into the Lord. What kind of people they were planned to be on this earth? What was the plan, unique plan, from God for every child. And of course, I was overwhelmed because for me it was, um, I was alone. I, during this time, I already was a single mom because we divorced with the father of my kids. And it was a big heartbreakings. I went through, of course, anger, through bitterness, through hurt feelings. It was a long process of healing for me. And on the top of it, I need to really believe that I have at least a little bit of love in, inside of my heart, which I really doubt because I thought I'm, I'm so helpless myself that 
how I could pass to people something that I don't have. But it was the, the glimpse of this voice telling me, and then I took the sample of Moses. I told Jesus, okay, Jesus, then please send me helpers because I, I couldn't do it by myself. It's, it's too big responsibility. It's very big ministry. I have uh, six kids. Uh, I need to raise money for, for my family. I have two older parents old parents, I need to take care of, of them because they were heartbroken also after my divorce. So I don't know, for me it was like looking like impossibility, what you are talking right now. But okay, I believe maybe one day you will do something. Then after these dreams and this inner vision that I got, something started to happen without my intervention even. Uh, my dad asked me how he could help in my mission. Then uh, people started to really care for me to the level that, okay, what we could do for you, that you will come back to the missionary work because how you talk about Jesus, we never heard it. It's like Jesus is like a friend. So we know many people that talk about good, good structure, obey the word. But you kind of have very personal connection with him. So people started to inspire me. And then one of my friends, she came here from Brazil and really helped me. So she uh, even taught me how to use uh, the phone, organize the YouTube channel. So all these new movements in the world that to be in line with all these uh, new changes uh, in the world. Then I, I started my own ministry with my counseling. I started to experience how I could use my knowledge as a missionary to bring people to God that he will transform their minds and their spirits. Even with baptizing, I never baptized people. I never thought that um, it's for me, or I thought that it's necessary, even like uh, uh, many denomination, uh, Christian denomination. What helped me really, I listened acts on different languages with different interpretations, translations. I read it, I listened it, I slept with it, I ate with it. So, and then it's kind of, of course, and I was um, really praying desperately for Holy Spirit to lead me. And little by little, I started to feel kind of uh, that Jesus put it into my hand, the key to the people's hearts. Of course, not to everybody, because for everybody, Jesus has their own unique key. But for some people with whom we get connected, I kind of feel still that I have key to their hearts. It's like a gift, but at the same time, of course, I feel it's a big responsibility for me because I'm a weak person, you know, when I see um, that something, what I'm doing, it's really helping people. There are some tendencies, glorify myself, feed my pride. Um, I don't know, doubt sometimes uh, in myself or in Jesus. So at the same time, I learned, I trained myself to give myself freedom to make mistakes. Because from, uh, from the time when I remember myself, when I was down in the dumps, I was like a puzzle into pieces. 
I couldn't copy even not to scream once in a while at children. Um, I had drinking problems, uh, so I felt as a disaster. At the same time, I got that it's nothing about me. It's about who am I in Jesus, who am I in the Lord. How Lord could manifest himself as long as I search him with my whole heart, spirit, and mind. And I would like to tell that my opinion that um, to open heart and to open the spirit to Jesus, it's much easier from people what I see around me. Maybe some people even to open the mind and give Jesus work uh, and transform the mind, also not difficult. But people around me, uh, I see that to open and be transformed in the mind from carnal mindedness to sound mindedness, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a battle, it's quite a breaking. But the beauty from it, it's tremendous. That's why I have um, the call to, to be kind of a doctor of the mind uh, for people. Most of all, I have clients who already earn for God, search for God, who are doing something with, with their life to be useful and be important for the society and other people. But they couldn't copy sometimes with mind games. Yeah, I feel kind of this is the big and important part of the soul that should be taken care of professionally. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. So this is my story and the fruit right now, after this 14 years of breakings, remakings, the beauty of it that I would like to say thank you, Jesus, and glorify his name only, that in this moment, my parents, they're my co-workers, and we are doing our mission with accepting and understanding of our own roles. There is no any competition who is better, who is worse, who is little, who is higher. So we just got inside of our hearts what's the roles in the mission. At the same time, we fixed our social roles like parents and children. So this generation gap, Lord fixed it because we did our part. So we submitted our minds to him and let him show to us where is our part? Better unity and closeness. Actually, the desire that Jesus put it on my father's heart to help me in the mission, he built it a house. So I have right now, like in a dream, I have a house where I live with my family. And in this yard, actually here now I have this interview, I have three-room house where people all the time coming. They come in for counseling, they, they come in for talking about Jesus, reading the Bible. So I have a room for kids uh, to do some projects with kids there. So basically, what Lord showed, he fulfilled perfectly. It's a miracle. I'm, I'm still recently one of my colleagues, we were sitting and praying for her health because um, uh, she has a, a cancer right now. But... Uh, she got so inspired to just step by faith and just pray. And she told me, looks like this, this house, it's, it's like um, a little place where it's so comfortable. 
people feel very comfortable, very relaxed here, and they wanna to recharge their batteries. They wanna come back to themselves. They wanna come back to their dignity and remember that first of all, their souls that Jesus created, that they have Godfather. It's amazing. It's amazing because the dream that I saw it came through and exactly the way that it was. And with kids, because they went through the big troubles of, of uh, divorce, now everything is very great. Uh, my oldest son went through therapy, drug addicted therapy. He went through very low state of his uh, life, started to be drug addicted person. But right now, through this one-year therapy, he he wanna live. Actually, now I'm translating uh, the Extreme Praise book, how to praise Jesus for everything, not only for good things, but for for everything. Means there is no bad in Jesus, because every breaking could bring making, and from ashes also will Jesus will will do beauty. So right now he went through this experience and now he has the taste of real life, I would like to tell. He want to also do good to people. He started to pray and he forgave me for all my unloving actions as an immature parent because he was first child. I was in neurosis state and... Um, um, yeah, so kids now very healthy. They, they, all of them went through their trials from our divorce. Now they see that God could do the miracle and could bring into the family unity back when, when Jesus is the first in our life. Interesting thing about this missionary school, I'm still kind of in a puzzle process to finding how Jesus, because it should be some unique way uh, for me personally, how I should do it, different people, different ways. But one very big inspiring deed that Lord like gave me as a promise. He brought me co-workers, people who are like-minded. So the couple with five kids, we're, we're living neighbors right now. So we are talking, we're praying, we see how how we could uh, bring our knowledge and our experience into lives of other people who, who need it, uh, to share it, to share this uh, wonderful experience that we had in our lives. So it's I'm looking forward, maybe in five, ten years, share another testimony here, how Lord will, will do it. So with Jesus, life is uh, eternal, you know, as soon as we receive life going with many ideas, ups and downs, but he, he is my anchor. And I hope that he will be anchor for my kids, for my friends, for my parents. So this is my long, short testimony, long in crybing and long in the time frame, but short if Lord, he's living not in time with him when rising above over the time, over the circumstances, then the vision, it's a little bit different. So this is what I'm learning right now in my spiritual goal to really learn how to rise above uh, physical, material, like life, the circumstances that's going on 
and uh, kind of see with God's matter, with his look, his eyesight, <laughs> his opinion on it. Yeah, this is all what I want to share. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Well, thank you so much, Natalia. And I know that what you shared will be greatly appreciated by our listeners. And I love your strong Russian accent with which you articulate the things you share very clearly. Now, before we close, anything more that you would like to say? Uh, what I would like to share here, because I mentioned that I'm translating this extreme praise uh, book. I'm practicing this praising for the situation looks like bad situation. I started to practice with my son when I got from him uh, this uh, this state uh, that he is drug addicted and this is his life. So I, I I should accept it. I couldn't influence because he was not living with me anymore. He went to China and he was independent. Uh, so I couldn't do anything. I was kind of powerless. I felt powerless. To pray all the time in desperate prayer makes makes me, I don't know, ma- made me even more discouraged. But when I found this book, I started to use this book by faith. I started to praise Jesus for drugs. I started to praise Jesus that my son drug addicted. I started to praise Jesus that any moment that he would, he could die. I started to praise Jesus that I could, couldn't influence him, that I'm powerless. Every time I praise Jesus for exact situation, it was like the beginning of this rising above. I started mm. to see a little bit in a different light, that everything under God's control, that mm. Jesus loves my son more than me, then I could help my son only if I will trust him and give him love instead of controlling and telling him what what to do. And so basically through this situation, uh, I feel it started my training. It's like another another class of, uh, of learning process for me. I would like to inspire who will listen this uh, audio, this um, testimony. Okay, right now I'm a little bit worried for uh, situation in Donetsk and Lugansk, this uh, war between Russia and um, Ukraine. I don't want to be influenced by it because um, I know political manipulation and games, it's influence and uh, give neurosis to people. I need to keep myself clean and be kind of God-minded on the matter to help people to stay positive, healthy. So I try to avoid it. But of course, once in a while, information comes to me and I and I use this extreme praise um, kind of tool to, to help me. So I'm praising Jesus for all worldwide situation, even with Corona, even with, with wars. He knows he's under control. Uh, you know, he, he is a loving God. He has the power to change the way and he has a right to change things the way he sees it. There is always to praise the Lord even in breakings. When the person feel like he became or she became an, like an ashes, the beauty and makings Lord will do in his perfect time. So patience, it's the 
it could be the key. Just to look forward to see how God will do everything for his glory and his perfect will. Super. Well, that's such a helpful application to your testimony at the end when you talked about using praise when praying for your son or for the poor people right now in Ukraine or in any dire situation that we see unfolding around the world. Praising the Lord for the evil as well as the good is something I hadn't thought about doing, and I'm very thankful to take that away from what you shared on the show today. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. And I highly recommend that you listen to Natalia's testimony recorded in 2017 on show 151. And I'm going to move that show up the Nightlight playlist so that it's easy for you to find. It'll be right below this one. Well, that's all for now. I'll be back in Uganda for the next show, and I look forward to being back with you then. Until then, God bless you, and bye-bye. I want to sing your praise with every breath I take. I want to thank you through each joy, each heartache. And I do believe that I can face whatever comes my way. Never losing if I'm using the weapon of praise. Thank you.